What's up, everybody, and welcome back. Today, we're going to talk about why, why most progress comes from cutting things out. This is something that I've been doing unknowingly for the past couple of years, and I was just made consciously aware of it by a couple of books I've been reading, which I will get to in a second. Depending on what you want to accomplish, there are two ways to cut things out. The first is to cut it off mentally, and the second, physically. I'm not sure if that makes sense to you, but it will after this example. So, you're learning to drive a car. Everybody's done that. Hopefully, you've done that. And if you remember your experience, you remember that it was freaking terrible the first couple of times you went on the road. You were focused on turning the wheel and pressing the gas and the brakes and checking the mirrors and all the stuff. It was just overwhelming and very hard in the beginning. But eventually, you got good with the gas and the brakes. You, never, you stopped getting confused with them. And now you're at the point where you mentally don't even have to think about it. It's just something that you can do naturally without any conscious effort. And that would be an example of cutting something off mentally. Now you're free to focus on your steering or your braking or your turning signals or whatever. And one by one, you knock them down mentally to the point where they don't cost you anything consciously. And you're able to drive a car without any issues. With learning how to drive, you're also cutting things off physically because when you start and you're consciously focused on everything, you're developing muscle memory. And that muscle memory is what you're using most of the time when you're driving now, unless there's a crazy situation on the road. Driving is a very easy example that pretty much everyone can relate to. And the same thing goes for tasks like learning how to play a musical instrument, learning how to draw. But now we're going to do something that's a lot harder. And I'm going to use myself as an example. One of the biggest values I have is peace of mind. And what I mean by peace of mind is that I live in conformity with my ideals and my values and beliefs. And I had all these values and beliefs and things that I believed in. And I wasn't pursuing them. And there were people in my environment whose desire was for me not to pursue them. Because if I were to pursue those values and beliefs, they would be exposed as a person without value and a manipulator. And as I've gone on the journey the last couple of years to achieve peace of mind, I've noticed that most of my progress has come from cutting people off, cutting off bad habits, cutting off bad thoughts, and bad information. Let's say I value financial freedom, which I do. That means any thought that is in direct contradiction to my goals and values of having financial freedom is a bad thought. Like saying I'm not worthy of financial freedom or not capable of gaining the skills that I need to become financially free. An example of bad information is information that is subjective in nature and inherently negative. This is mostly what the news stations do. They just promote fear and hatred and all types of negative emotions that will take you out of any group that you're in and make you feel helpless. So I don't watch the news anymore. And the same goes for a lot of content creators on social media and YouTube. For example, I want to get married one day and have a, a big, beautiful family. It's something that I look forward to pretty much every day. So there's a lot of information on YouTube and other social media about uh, divorce rates and how all women are hoes and stuff like that and how it's impossible to find a good woman because XYZ and if you're not a Chad or a Tyrone then you shouldn't even try I understand that if I want a chance at a happy marriage 
and a great family life, then I cannot afford to have that information in my head at all costs. To believe that stuff and also when the family is like pressing the gas and the brakes at the same time, two contradictory beliefs will keep you in the same freaking spot. Another area that you'll see this in a lot is when it comes to the economy. This is a classic line that you've probably heard a thousand times. The rich keep getting richer and the poor keep getting poorer and the more and the middle class is disappearing. And there's nothing you can do to get ahead, so you might as well not even try. There is some truth to that sentiment, but if I accept the belief that I can't do anything about my position, then how am I going to accomplish my goals? If I value financial freedom and then listen to information that says that I cannot be financially free, then I will not be financially free. Now I want to briefly talk about the two books that I've been reading that brought this consciously to the forefront of my mind. The first one is The Power of Awareness by Neville. I've mentioned the book on the podcast before if you want some more details about it. I think there's an episode titled The Power of Awareness Challenge or something similar to that. I was reading a chapter just before I started recording this called Attention. The chapter starts with a quote from the Bible. I think this is James chapter 1. Verse 8, I'm not sure how to read Bible thingies, but it says, A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. This goes back to what I was saying just a second ago about me wanting financial freedom for myself and my family and consuming content that says that it's not possible for me to do that because economy, politicians, whatever else. And here's another quote. Attention is forceful in proportion to the narrowness of its focus. That is, when it is obsessed with a single idea or sensation. And then it goes on to say, The desire which realizes itself is always a desire upon which attention is exclusively concentrated, for an idea is endowed with power only in proportion to the degree of attention fixed on it. To relate it back to the previous example, that means if I focus my attention on becoming financially free and not on information that says that I can't be financially free, the chance of me being financially free increases exponentially. Now I want to move on to the second book that I mentioned earlier. It's called 10X is Easier Than 2X by Dan Sullivan and Dr. Benjamin Hardy. In this book, the authors basically explain that growing for huge, seemingly unimaginable goals is way easier than trying to get 10% better at whatever it is you're doing. And the reason that it's easier to go 10X than 2X is because to go 10X requires that you cut out 80% of what you're doing and focus on the 10% I mean, the 20% that will actually get you to your goal. It shifts your thinking so much to the point where you absolutely have to throw out most of what you're doing. And it opens you up to new information that you weren't open to before when you had a 2x goal. 2x goals are harder because there are probably thousands upon thousands of ways to get 10% better in your business rather than 100% better in your business. I'll give an example that I used just a couple of podcasts ago. I think it was the MLAD podcast, where I said that the entrepreneur with himself as the sole employee has to become conscious of what it's like to have 10 employees. And once he reaches that point, he needs to become conscious of how to manage 100 employees and 1,000 employees. When he makes the jump from himself to 10 people, he's cutting off 80% of the work that he previously done. That's a 10x jump. He's no longer doing all the calls, opening the shop, doing all the work. He's delegated it to 10 people. When he makes the jump to 100 employees, the same process happens again, and he's doing even less work, focusing on delivering the highest value he can 
And then the same again happens at a thousand employees. There comes a point where the entrepreneur is focused on doing the entrepreneurial thing, which is imagining the future of the company. I hope that was helpful to you in some way. Another thing I want to mention is that you have to cut something off mentally before you can cut it off physically. The entrepreneur just can't, just can't uh, hire 10 people and then go along his way. He needs to mentally let go of the work he's been doing before he can actually let it go. I had to mentally block out uh, bad information that is in direct contradictory stance to my goals before I could actually cut them off physically, like stop watching the channels, stop watching YouTube and scrolling social media for doomed content. All of our actions germinate in our minds, and if you once they've reached maturity, it's, they just naturally become born in our actions. I hope that was helpful in some way. I think it was pretty helpful. I'm still kind of getting used to talking into a microphone and stuff. But we're getting better. I predict by episode 60, I'm going to just be on it, man. I'm going to be on it. But until then, I will see you next time and peace out.